Welcome to Living a Full Life Podcast. Join us as we explore health topics that encourage raising healthy children, living a healthy life, and living the best life possible. Now, here's your host. It has been absolutely fascinating talking about longevity over the last few podcasts that we sprinkled in in recent times. I'm going to continue on with longevity, and this time, this podcast is all about the history of human lifespan, longevity, whichever way you want to call it. Uh, Human lifespan is the medical terminology we use to describe how long we live. Longevity is more of a vitalistic term that we use to see how well our quality of life is through the length of our time here on Earth. Thanks for joining us this week. I am Dr. Enrico Dolcecori on Living a Full Life podcast. This has been a blast. Here's a little tip for you. If you do listen to many podcasts like I do, I love podcasts. What a great way to download information. Uh, I've listened to the, them at 1.5 speed, sometimes two, depending how slow the talker is. There's a little tip for you. You can get through podcasts in half the time if you do that. I sound like a crazy gerbil if you do it, so just beware, but go ahead and uh, turn it to 1.5 and listen to all your podcasts. Gary V is hilarious at 1.5. So go ahead and do that. Uh, just download more information a lot faster. If you're like me, you're probably working out when you're listening to these. And that's a great thing to do. So let's talk about longevity. I grew up in a household uh, of immigrants, Greek, Italian. My grandma came uh, to Canada when we were very young after my grandfather passed. And she didn't speak, speak a lick of English. She spoke fluent Greek. And uh, we got with that my sibling and I, we got some great uh, wisdom passed down from generations from the ancient Greeks and from philosophy. And my father was a huge historian. He loved history. Uh, he, he does. He's still alive, by the way. Uh, he loves history. He loves all this stuff. And he has facts from like ancient Roman times. So it was really cool to grow up with that. At the time, I thought they were crazy. But now as an adult, I'm like, man, how lucky was I? To not only download all that stuff, I now speak Greek, I speak Italian, it's cool. Uh, but there's some some resources that were there. And then being in pre-med and in medicine now as a chiropractor and going through all that and growing up from that ancient philosophy, going through modern medicine, and then now being like this, I'm a chiropractor. I mean, that says enough about what's happened to me. I went back to ancient Greece where I'm like, well, hang on a second. Hippocrates didn't say any of this. I am not doing prescription drugs. Let's go see what this chiropractic thing can offer. And boy, is it awesome. So longevity goes back to ancient times. So 25 to 35 years of age life expectancy. Then after the dark ages, we started getting colonization of cities and some other things where people started to live above 40. But it was always so confusing going through the history because I had my grandmother teaching me stuff. And I'd ask her and she'd teach me about Plato, Socrates, Hippocrates, my dad would teach me about Galileo Galilei, uh, Enrico Fermi, all these guys, Tesla, all you know, all, all these cool people. And I, I'd always ask them, like, oh, did, did they did they get old? Were they old? You know, were they they sound old and wise? And that, as a kid, I used to ask that stuff. And my grandma used to know. She'd say things like, "Well, yeah, Socrates was like seventy something when he passed away." I was like, "Oh, okay." And then like Hippocrates, it's, it's been shown that he was probably 85 to 90 years old by the time he passed away. And then Plato was uh, 81. Galileo Galilee has been documented at 77. So now let's fast forward into pre-med. And you're sitting there and you're like, well, hang on a second. I can name a whole bunch of people that lived well into their 80s 3,000 years ago. And you're telling me that the life expectancy is 35. 
at these times. I called BS very quickly. I was that kid in uh, university that was just annoying. Uh, excuse me, put my hand up. That I don't think that's correct. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's not correct. We've been teaching this for 60 years. I'm like, well, these are pretty stupid 60 years because you guys haven't changed the thing. And uh, you're saying wrong information because people used to live 70s, 80s, 90s, 3,000 years ago. What are you talking about? Like, what? why are you saying that? The expectancy of people are less. And I'm going to I'm gonna sum this up really quick because we want to get into the cool stuff and, and decrease all this uh, negative talk. It's that life expectancy before was calculated on the total population. Infant mortality, children, and total and, and the age of death. So we calculated everything. Nowadays, what we do is infant mortality is not, I repeat, is not used in the data to calculate adult mortality. We now decipher the two. We decipher the two because infant mortality was really high back in the day. That's why people had five, six, seven, ten 10 kids. And then even though your kids were born and healthy by one or two, the flu could come in and wipe them out. These things were, these things were even my dad's generation. He's a baby boomer growing up in the farm in Italy, post-World War II. He was like, the flu is scary. Jaundice was scary. He went through jaundice twice. He was 17 the second time he had it. And the, and the family was like scared. They're like, are you going to make it? So so these things used to, and now modern medicine has taken us back to the with knowledge where we live longer because we're knowledgeable about stuff. Uh, so I called BS really early. I'm like, well, why were the ancient Greeks leaving so, so well before? It's because it was a different time and a different thinking, but sanitation was really important in the Roman Empire, the Greek Empire, the Ottoman Empire. Sanitation was really, really important. It was part of the culture to make sure that outhouses and sanitation were super clean. The markets were clean. There was always running water. Um, and those things changed as we colonized after. And the Dark Ages were probably the worst time in human history where sanitation went straight down. People were literally squatting in front of their house and the rivers would just take it down the street to your neighbor. Um, and that's why... And that's why life expectancy was so low. So all these, you know, magical drugs that we're claiming make people live longer. It's not true. It's not entirely true, but it doesn't mean that that drugs are bad. It means that we need to understand history to understand human, uh, human DNA and, and our human potential. You have to, you have to understand history. You can't ignore it. You can't ignore any history. History continues to repeat itself because it's just it's just the constant events that continuously happen over and over again. It's the limitations of matter. It's universal intelligence. It's just is. These are laws that just keep going through and through and through. So, Dr. D, what are you talking about? How do I live longer? What do I need to do? Uh, don't squat in front of your house. Good. Thanks for listening this week. No, just kidding. That's, that's definitely sanitation plays a big role. And, and modern plumbing is the reason why we stay clean. Washing your hands for Pete's sake. I mean, this is something that is still up to today been talked about. We wash our hands, please. Have you ever been to a sporting event? I'm a guy. I go into the sporting events all the time. Got to use the bathroom at least once during that three hour time. Less than 50% wash their hands coming out of the stalls too. Like, I'm just like, Oh my God. Like, okay, well, whatever. Maybe we could live to 90 instead of 72. If you guys would just wash your damn hands, but that's, that's number one is sanitation. And that's what changed things in modern civilization. That's why we're there. We're, we're, our dwellings are separated from family to family. We have sanitation. We got sewers. We got clean water. We got treatment plants. 
we got all this and we have access to, to medicine. And most importantly, we have access to knowledge. Back then, they didn't know about viruses and germs and bacteria, right? They just knew people would pass and get sick and they thought it was either a demon or a spirit or whatever it may be that was doing it. Yeah. I guess you'd have to come up with some theories, but we've come a long way and knowledge is the key. So we all know this and I joke about squatting, but I mean, that's the joke. I mean, no one would do that because we know that's filthy and that's just not, that's just not sanitary. So that's number one when it comes to longevity and how far we've come. So people used to live humans throughout history uh, have lived up to a hundred from 4,000 years ago up till now. It's just seldom because what happens is degeneration. And this is the, the limitless battle that we have for longevity and quality of life is how do we minimize degeneration? Degeneration in the body is the key to longevity. The, fat, the slower we can degenerate, the longer we could possibly live, but with the more quality of life we can live. And we're degenerating from so many different facets on every day based on stresses. And stresses come from physical, chemical, emotional, and mental stress. Mental and emotional can be lumped together, but I like to separate them. Physical, chemical, emotional, and mental stresses. And these things can break us down. We know mind over matter is a a phenomenal human trait that um, once we tap into it, we have limitless control of not only our emotions and how we feel, but how we function, we can, we can change how we function. You can go one day to the gym, feeling not so well, feeling bummed, feeling stressed, go back the very next week and break your personal records because of your mind frame and how much more motivated you are that next week. So it's amazing what the mind can do. So the mind plays a big role. We can even manifest disease. There's, there's quantum physics that show that um, constant gradation of the mind and constant uh, negative affirmations or negative talk, self-talk, or b- being abused mentally too. People are just talked down all the time, uh, can break down um, normal systems in the body as well. We start to get lethargic. It can break down hormone cascades in the body. It can wear down the pituitary. It can wear down the adrenals. It can wear down all these things just because of mental stress and emotional stress. So we know that. The physical stress that we put ourselves in right now is just sitting. We're, we're sedentary. As amazing as humans are, we're, we're definitely the top of the species chain in, in the world. We are, and I joke about this all the time, the weakest. The, the power of a deer that walks through your backyard, if they kick you, they could kill you. You could try and kick the deer. You're not going ki- to kill the deer. I know all you rifle association people are like, well, I have a gun. Yeah, I understand. We're not talking about that. We're talking about like physical power. A squirrel in your front lawn could send you to the ER. I've seen it. They, they, they scratch you the wrong way. They cut you the wrong way and they'll run away. You're going to the ER. They're going back up in the tree eating an acorn. Like that's how pathetic we are compared to other animals on this surface of the planet. You can't really beat up anybody. A mouse, I guess. I used to work with mice. I guess you could beat up a mouse. But if they bite you, it hurts and you run away. Uh, so we're, when it comes to that, physical physical battles, we weren't given the gift of strength. However, being sedentary for so long has made us very weak. And I tell guys, you know, the guys I work with with testosterone and hormone and, and sleep and sleep apnea and just trying to get quality back because we're trying just to get oxygen back into their body through chiropractic and movement and exercise – and we facilitate their back pain, we get them stronger, we get them better. 
I tell them, hey, you know how much you should be bench pressing as a 41-year-old? They're like, oh, I don't even bench press. I'm like, it's okay, and you, I don't recommend it, but do you know how much you should be working yourself up to? It's 375 pounds. I mean, you should be able to easily bench press 375 pounds. And they're like, as a male, as an adult male, 40-year-old, then it starts to go down after that as we age. But at our peak, between 25 and 40, you should be able to bench press 375 pounds. Not just once. We will do three to five reps. So that comes from our neurological strength standpoint of where our limitations are and, and true strength as humans. That's that's where we should be. Uh, an orangutan can bench press 800. A gorilla could probably bench press 1,000. I mean, not that they would, but they could push and lift and throw other gorillas around the jungle all the time. Uh, a horse, who knows what they could pull or push. We, we literally measure car strength and horsepower. Um so when we compare ourselves to other animals, strength is a huge neurological strength. It's a huge brain um, exercise. is a huge brain facilitator for our overall health and longevity. So losing our strength over time is what makes us weak and de degenerates us faster. That's where we get things like osteopenia, osteoporosis, a susceptibility to fracture, decreased calcium, decreased potassium in the body, decreased mineralization. And these things are highly degenerative processes. So exercise plays a huge role in living a long and healthy life. So that's physical. So the physical stresses are just not moving. It's working at a desk long periods of time, not putting in the time to exercise, not getting on the floor and doing some planks or some push-ups or something vigorous that helps us going. Working retail and standing on your feet does not count as exercise. Being a landscaper does not count as exercise. Being a bricklayer does not count as exercise. My dad always used to say this growing up. Uh, concrete. He used to concrete and tile work. We used to bring boxes in and out. Was it a workout? It was a workout. Trust me. Those boxes could come up to 200 pounds each of ceramic tile. And then flipping a wheelbarrow, 350 pounds of wet concrete to, to finish a sidewalk. I remember doing this stuff. That is a workout. But I wasn't doing reps of this stuff. It was like maybe, you know, go get a wheelbarrow, dump it. Go get a wheelbarrow, dump it. Then you have to take out the rake and, you know, grade this stuff and then take out the finishing tools and start finishing before it dries out. So it wasn't like it was a repetitive strain, but we sweat and we worked hard, but it doesn't count as your workout. If you, if you're an, if you're an electrician or in the trades or do any of this, you should also be going to the gym and doing facilitated workouts to help increase strength at all times. We should always be working on strength. And this goes for females as well. The numbers change. You don't have to be doing 375. You may never bench those numbers. Don't worry about that. And I'm not a big fan of the bench press anyways. Don't worry about this stuff. I'm just giving you factual numbers neurologically of where we should be. There's limitations to matter as well. If you only have one arm, good job, uh, good good try trying to do a bench press, right? It's a little different. If you uh, have osteoarthritis, if you have, you know, it depends what's happening. There's limitations to our matter as well. So we understand that as well. These are just guidelines. It's just a wow number, a wow factor that made me think, holy smokes, 375. That's a lot. That's a lot. I think I think that's my record. I remember trying it, and I was probably 23 years old. Uh, so am I going to try it again? No. Uh, will I try and work up to it? Sure. But uh, I, I don't know if I'll ever get there again. So that's that. And then there's chemical. This is going to probably take up most of the rest of the podcast. The chemical degeneration we put ourselves through is beyond um, any time in human history. We are bombarded with chemical negatives, chemical stresses, all around us at all times. Pollution's at an all-time high. Um, air quality, internal home-dwelling air quality, 
um, VOCs from our sprays, Glade plugins, aromatherapies, all these things that we're breathing in all the time. That's just air quality. Then we have water quality pollution. Just our water is just not good. A home water filtration system is mandatory in North America. Mandatory in North America in the world classification of cleanest water around the world. U.S. cities don't come anywhere close to the top 10. They just don't. Uh, just because of infrastructure lack and uh, and a whole bunch, and just because of ignorance mainly is just the, the the values are not there to do that. Usually, cities in Germany, cities in Canada, end up as the top. And those systems, I grew up in Calgary. They always rank number two or three in the world for water treatment and clean, cleanliness of the water. Uh, and we still filter that water before we drink it because there's just stuff in it. So you have to because. You drink water every day. You should be drinking 100 ounces every day. That's a lot for your kidneys, your liver, and your spleen to be filtering every single day. And if it's filled with anything, anything whatsoever that we don't need, estrogen, progesterone from birth control, um, microplastics, uh, all the microtoxins that are in there all the time, and we're constantly filtering these things through our lifetime, that creates degeneration as well in our organs. So we have those things that happen as well. So chemical stresses are always there. Those are the things that we can we can put up guards against. There's nothing you can do for air quality except change your air filters, make sure that you're not allergic to your pets. If you are, get rid of them. I mean, it's, it's just I'm just being honest. Um, these are the little things, mold and mildew, always mitigating these things, making sure they're clean. Um, these are things that we always have to do for upkeep of our dwelling, but that's air quality when it comes to when it comes to um, the foods we eat, now we're making choices every minute of every day, depending on what we put in our mouth and what we drink. Sodas, phosphoric acid, caramel colors, colorings, natural food dyes. This stuff is in everything, and our kids and ourselves are eating it at an alarming rate. It's it's almost like as doctors, <clears throat> I think medical doctors are just so. And most, I think all doctors are just at a point where they're like, yeah, we're just, it's a tipping point. We're just never going to win. So we're only going to talk to the people who want to listen to us uh, because it's just a lost battle. The, the, the food industry has taken over. It's everywhere. There's a vending machine everywhere. This stuff is pure garbage. Um, and we continue to have, I don't know how they continue to stay in business. I have no clue. Uh, actually, I do. I know how economics work. People keep buying it. But this stuff is garbage. It's complete garbage. When you know, people say, "Well, when you know, when can I have it?" Never. The answer is always never. Especially people who've done a great job with our weight loss program in our office. We have a great one. It's a whole food diet one. They lose tons of weight. They lose 30, 40, 50, 100 pounds, like over the course of months. And then they're like, "How do I get back to real life?" I'm like, "Great question. That's true because we don't want to be living on a hyper restricted diet like this." When can I have fill in the blank? And the answer that comes out of my mouth is the same all the time. Never. Oh, well, when can I have pizza? Never. Why, why would you ever have pizza? No, never again. You just lost the weight. Well, you're, you just decreased inflammation. You're in the best shape of your life that you've been in probably ever because obesity runs through families. I mean, you probably had obesity as a young kid. I'm like, yeah, I was always a, a little bit overweight. I'm like, yeah, well, now you fix that and you can never go back to that. When can I have a soda? Never. When can I, you know, when can I have, you know, Chick-fil-A? Never. Ever. Like you can never have it, but that's unrealistic. So if you're listening to this, you probably, you probably just hit stop right there. You're like, forget this guy. 
Um, but the truth is, will you ever have? The question is, can I ever have pizza again? The answer is yes. Can I ever have cake again? Yes. Can I ever have a soda again? Yes. Can I ever have a beer? Yes. Can wine? Yes. 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 Will I ever be able to have again? Absolutely. Can you? No. The answer is no. The answer is always no. And as long as you make that a fact in your mind that it's no, then when you do it, you have no one to blame but yourself. I come from a socialized Medicare um, country. It's painful when people hurt themselves and then expect their neighbor to pay for it. We have the same system here. You guys don't understand this in America. You're paying your, your monthly uh, premiums to your whatever private healthcare system. And the reason you're paying it for is to take care of the sick people. So everyone that's against, you know, socialized, it is socialized. It's just corporate run, uh, corporate run socialized medicine here in the United States. You have all these branches of insurance companies that we all pay our funds to, and they pool the money to pay out the bills for the sick people. That's why you get nothing covered because you're healthy. Everything has a copay. You have to pay for everything because you're paying for the sick people. That's how insurance works. Just like your car insurance. It's the same thing. So I come from that and it's, it's, it's. It's demoralizing to every fiber in my body to live, you know, when we play victim. So when the answer is you can't, you can't. It's like my kids, when they break a rule, that was the rule. Don't get upset at me that you're getting punished. The rule is the rule. You broke the rule. That's the way it goes. You need to, you need to understand the consequences. And adults need to hear this too. You need to hear this too. So grabbing a bag of jelly bellies for the movie, can you do that? No, you're absolutely insane completely lunatic to do that to your blood sugar levels and insulin spike your system like that. Massive inflammation immediately during a movie and you're walking out of the movie almost comatose, but don't know it because you're relatively not healthy overall. Anyways, that's the problem with this stuff, right? That's a, Hey guys, I'm human too. Have I had jelly bellies? Yes. Yes. Have I had Twizzlers? Yes. I love the gummy candies. I love this stuff. Do I eat it often? No. Will I have it in the future? Yes. Can I have it in the future? No. The answer is always no. So when I grab the candy, I know what I'm doing. I'm hurting myself. <laughs> That's it. I'm honest with myself. It's the way that it goes. So chemical is it. I'm, I hope that was an honest, honest Dr. D right there telling you that there is no cheats to this whole thing. So when we want to live long and healthy, there's fundamental universal matter and principles that we have to follow physical, chemical, emotional, and mental. And we always have to try our best to do that. Tons of resources out there for you. The whole food diet, paleo diet, Mediterranean diet, all these guidelines are there for you to follow healthy lifestyle type diets. If you're grabbing things in boxes and packages and you're hurting yourself, it's the way it is. The produce section is the way to go. I don't care how expensive it is. You have to eat fruits and vegetables. There's just no way around this mainly vegetables, to be honest with you. You got to have some servings of vegetables every day. And then if you enjoy meat, some lean protein through that as well. If you don't enjoy meat, you got to be getting your protein from other sources. And the protein-based legumes, beans, um, and hearty vegetables through that wheat, grain, all this stuff has protein in it as well. So that's a balanced diet through that and minimize the stresses. So the point of longevity in this podcast today was minimizing chemical, physical, emotional and mental stresses. So we didn't talk about, you know, diets and all these things to do like we normally do. This was strictly a, a talk about the things we don't need to do. And I started off a little comical with squatting in the street, 
Don't do that, right? It's all don't. These are the things that we don't do. Wash your hands. Keep sanitary. Keep clean. Keep your dwelling clean. Um, we do a good job as society because that's it. If, if somebody were to pick their nose and try and shake your hand, you'd probably get a little upset or at least taken aback and probably not shake their hand because of what we know as society, right? And that's and we need to keep moving in this direction. And what's happening is we're becoming ignorant, ignorant to history repeating itself over and over again and why life expectancy for the first time in recorded history is now going in the wrong direction. The baby boomers were pushing this right to new records and then now Generation X, Millennials, and Z are not going to live as long as the Industrial Revolution generation. So we have to listen to that. Uh, But you can. You absolutely can because you listen to our podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have any more requisite um, you, you know, questions, anything you need, reach out to us. You can find us on all social media platforms at Full Life Cairo or Full Life Chiropractic. We're there for you. Have a great week. Stay healthy. Stay well. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Living a Full Life Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.